0: Rats. Hey cartoon fans, Tom Ruger here. Paul Rugg and I are going to do Streamly live, Streamly online and Instagram, and we're going to be signing uh, artwork and chatting with you, and it's a great event. It's going to be September 9th at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern. We hope you're there. Check out the link It's uh, streamily.com. You know, a lot of people would love to see us at the cons, but they can't get out to the cons, and so uh, this is a way for them to get uh, something signed from us. And here, uh, like for instance, here's here's a letter that we got. uh, "Dear, uh, Dear Tom, I like cartoons. Do you like cartoons? What is your favorite cartoon? My favorite cartoon is SpongeBob. But I can't afford that guy's autograph, so I'll take yours instead. Signed, Kevin LaGrange. So, anyway, uh, fans, well won our autograph. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, see you there September 9th, streamily.com.
1: And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animini Cast. Oh.
2: Up on the teacup ride hold on let me eat more lollipops and hot dogs first
3: Hmm. i was thinking about the log flume oh i love
2: throwing up on the log flume
1: and welcome Everybody once again to The Animaniacast. This is the podcast that reviews episodes of the animated television series Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Rugerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky the Brain, and Freakazoid. And today, we did it. Sound the alarm, sound the trumpets. sound some stuff. We just got through the last episode of The Animaniacs Reboot. No, that's right. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. And we're going to be talking about all the cultural references and gags and all that stuff. And of course, in the end, we're going to give this episode of the Animating X reboot a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again are my co hosts. There's my brother Nathan. Oh, man, now we can't have a helmet party. <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly.
2: Hey, y'all. Hey.
1: Uh, we did it, uh, like I said, I you know, some people may have thought it, it was an impossible task, but we did it. We have just watched every episode of Animaniacs, and we are about to also give our thoughts on every episode of Animaniacs to date uh, with this episode. This is the episode 36 of the Animaniacs reboot, episode 10 of season 3, which includes a bunch of different segments, including... International Mouse of Mystery, Aliens Resurrected, Joe, The Stickening, Slappy's Return, and Everyday Safety, Giant Adirondack, Adirondack Chair. Uh, if someone were to ask you about this episode in just a few words, oh, geez, I don't know. What would you tell him, Nathan?
4: Okay. um, It's like James Bond meets aliens meets kangaroos meets uh like candy and uh squirrels
1: and chairs wow Uh, kelly what about you
2: it had spinning teacups
1: it did and as soon as i saw it i was like wow this is okay at least this at least it has this element for kelly to keep her interested and uh Guess which guess which segment Kelly's going to be talking about today? Hmm. The
2: teacups. Yes, the teacups.
1: Long-time listeners of this uh, of this show will know Kelly is a fan of the teacups.
2: I'm obsessed.
1: It's <laughs> just slightly. It's if you ever got if there were ever a teacup ride that was Spielberg themed or Spielberg Yoda themed that played uh, John Williams music. Uh, I think, I think Kelly would just live there.
2: I wanted it in my backyard.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's something, you, well, once you get a million dollars, once you become a millionaire.
2: It'll it right be in, in my backyard. backyard.
1: Yep, exactly. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get to, before we get to our discussion of all the episodes, we got to, of course, talk about the premiere date. This episode premiered with all the other episodes way back months and months and months ago, over for us, six months ago. <laughs> Back on February 17th of 2023. And so that's when a lot we have of to... episodes to watch. It's yeah, true. It's, it takes uh, a long time. It takes a long... Give us a break. Okay. Uh, but that's why we got to ask Nathan. Nathan, please give us our February Fun Facts. February 17th, I should say. Let's try it again. Nathan, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and give us our February 17th Fun Facts theme song? February Fun Facts 17th theme
4: song. Mix up the words and then move them around. February 17th Fun Facts theme song That's the right way To say it <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very nice Well that's um, the last theme I can't believe That's so Yeah sad. the final one Yeah and It took so long To write it And everything <laughs> Well we'll have A new theme song For the Tiny Toons And I guess What's cool about that Of course when we talk about Tiny Tunes, is that mm-hmm. I don't think they're all premiering at once. At least I don't think they are. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. So Does that ha-
2: start next month so, or uh, September? Yeah,
1: September. September okay. 9th, I want to say. Look. Yeah,
2: but I think it comes out like out the next
1: day on like HBO,
4: so maybe it comes out the 10th on streaming but then it'd be the ninth on cartoon network or something like that it's something something goofy and, the, and yeah. the way that
1: they're premiering them on hbo versus cartoon network is kind of weird where i think they're releasing a couple episodes on hbo or i'm sorry max or whatever you want to call it yeah ahead of time and then cartoon network is just doing one a week We'll just have to wait. You get your news here first. You hear
0: but, it first. <laughs> we have no idea. Yeah, we know exactly what
1: we're talking about. We're like, what's going on with this show? Uh-uh. Oh, oh. Buster and Babs are re- not related or related. No, they either. are related, or yeah. They are. I I saw they're the, twins. I saw the trailer. They're related. definitely related. Yep. I, I held my breath and thought, oh, maybe they changed it. Nope. <laughs> they're still nope. related. They're twins. Seems so. like it could have been an easy fix, but whatever, folks. Anyway... Let's go ahead and get to our uh, our facts about facts. the seventeenth. Sh- okay. okay. What do we got, Nathan? All right, so
4: uh, man, a oh, man. I went through and I was like, let me find the most interesting things. This is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, we're scraping. So, we're, are we scraping the bottom of the barrel, or are we? No, I was like, I was like, I'm going to save these until Ooh. it's important. So here okay. we go. Uh, this is super interesting. The birth of Bonnie Wright, 1991. So. Very interesting. Who who's uh, that? that was? Oh, she played uh, <laughs> Jenny Weasley in the Harry Potter movies.
1: I watched that's the first good. one. I haven't watched the other one. I need to get oh, into okay. Harry. That's that's on my list. She's there. So, uh, Jenny Weasley,
4: born in 1991 on February 17th, and then in 1963, we've got the birth of Michael Jordan. Heard of him? Wow! Yeah, he's a basketball player
1: was <laughs> he was yeah he was a baseball player yeah, that's yes exactly right. that's what we all we all know him <laughs> as
4: um and daniel lawrence whitney was also born daniel lawrence whitney do you know who that is that, that is larry the cable guy 1963 oh same age as michael jordan see who would win in a basketball fight between those two um, hey, and there was some space things in this one. We got aliens, we had an asteroid. Um, NASA in nineteen ninety-six uh sent out uh started the discovery program um and shot the near shoemaker spacecraft, uh lifted off t- on its first mission ever, orbit and land on an asteroid. And that asteroid was called like
1: Euro four three three four three three Eros Eros? How many euros does an asteroid cost? What? Four hundred and
4: thirty-three euros. That's why I was like, it's so not confused. that bad. No, it's uh, E-R-O-S, so Eros. <laughs> but when okay. I was, I was like, is that an abbreviation for money? Like, why are they throwing that into there? <laughs> <laughs> well, very. It's go-
2: uh, Eros is Cupid. Yeah, hey. I thought it was and some it
1: is... sort of Greek or Roman thing.
4: Yeah. So I guess um, there's four hundred and thirty-two other ones. They're just like, oh. Just... <laughs> There's going to be a lot of asteroids.
1: You know those space people with all their with their they yeah. love their Greek and Roman mythology. It's I think it's part of the thing. If you're going to get into astronomy, you have to study uh, everything about <laughs> mythology. Nerds. Exactly, nerds.
2: I love mythology. I, I do. So cool. <laughs> I am a nerd.
1: What do you think? There, there. You know, I think we talked about it a few times. But I went to when I went to Chicago over the the summer. Uh, they, we went to the planetarium and they had a, a video all about the, the 10th planet or the ninth planet that we don't know exactly where it is, but we're, it's somewhere because we right. can see that but it's still can't believe that haven't found it yet. I know it's somewhere in our solar system that they think it's bigger than Pluto, but we just don't know where it is because it has such an orbit that it's it's hard to find i guess it, it's years yeah, so far hard.
4: away and i don't know i'm guessing we like we know
1: it's there because of the gravitational pull it has right. on the things but exactly so there's another planet so if you're uh hey you don't start keep studying those uh, greek and roman gods because we still got another planet out there to name somewhere go find it folks study your mythology Pluto too. Don't, don't
2: don't let the internet name it
1: oh yeah please
2: Planet <laughs> McPlanic face or
1: something? <laughs> yeah, that would and be. That, uh, isn't that than... what
2: happened? Some like the internet named a boat, and they they named it like Boaty McBoat face or something.
1: I yeah. don't remember that, but that sounds hilarious. Okay, yeah, it's
2: it's something like that, <laughs> and Bodie so McBo- yeah, it, it became like a meme or something. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the history about it, but
1: oh, memes the the epitome of humor, right there. Okay, well, <laughs> let's go ahead and get to our discussion of today's episode. And we're, of course, going to start with the segment that happened before the credits even rolled, and that is International Mouse of Mystery.
3: Brain. international mouse of mystery, he's the smartest as mouse in history, sometimes his feet are rather blistery, his brain, and his The Mouse
0: with the
1: Golden And International Mouse of Mystery was written by James Butler, Kathleen Chen, Lucas Crandalls, Brad Brad DePrima, and Brian Polk, and was directed by Matthew Yang. Kelly, why don't you tell us what basically happens here in International Mouse of Mystery?
2: Okay, well, um, first of all, there's a lot of writers that wrote (laughs) this piece. (laughs) It kind of made me wonder. I don't Did, know if I've ever seen so many names on, on the writing credits. That's, that's fascinating.
1: Were they trying to just, just give a lot of credit to all the writers who had worked on the show, basically? And I don't know. Just, Maybe they all contributed
2: was, something. I, it's just one
1: cool. line in this, each gave a song in the, you know, hey, I will. The thing about these songs, you do get uh, residual rights off of songs. So, yeah, so
2: if they each contributed like a line or two.
1: Little, Royalties. Some pennies, pennies each, on each little one that's downloaded on Spotify.
2: There you go. Very cool. Okay. <laughs> so, um, it's kind of like a James Bond, um, inspired piece. The brain is trying to, uh, create a, a pitch for a spy adventure thriller. And obviously, it's going to be kind of like James, James Bond or, you know, Austin Powers a little bit. Um, and he wants Warner Brothers to to make it into a movie. Pinky sings like this theme song, and well, it's not really a theme song, but a uh, pitch song, trailer song, <laughs> and um, I it, that's really about it. I mean, it just kind of feels like a the opening credits of a James Bond movie, a little bit.
1: Yeah, at the, at the end of it, of course, they you know he tries to say, okay, let's send this off to be the new. James What's-His-Face, but uh, Warner Brothers passes on it. So, then the brain says,
0: Now where am I going to find a profitable yet endlessly repetitive formulaic rebooted franchise that relies on just a handful of tired characters?
1: And of course, that's when Pinky swipes on the iPad and goes right to the theme song. So, hearty-har-har. Um, so th- when it comes to references, well, like Kelly was saying, obviously it's the, you know, you got kind of a James Bond or maybe an Austin Powers with the whole, instead of saying international man, it says international mouse of mystery. Um uh, the, there is, uh, Edwin is in this playing, I guess, an odd job kind of character. I'm not really versed that well in James Bond films. It does, it, I do want to watch uh, more of the classic James Bond films. I've only seen from Russia with Love, I think, and maybe some of Goldfinger, but I've never been a huge James Bond person. I've only seen one or two of the Daniel Craig films, I think, actually, even. And only one or two of the... Ja- uh, Who was who's before? Um, uh,
2: Pierce Brosnan?
1: Pierce Brosnan, yeah. I've only seen like... A couple of those films or something i i've always liked james bond but it's not like i have to watch james bond there's just so many of them you know so it's you know you take it or leave it you know it's 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 fine you know what you're getting uh i will say that i felt it was kind of sad that i don't know they're they're mentioning that this is a a tired rebooted a formulaic rebooted franchise that has a that relies too heavily on a handful of tired characters I don't know what kind of commentary that is on the reboot itself. Uh, it doesn't seem like a very f- nice thing to say about the the show that you're you've been working on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I kind of agree that it over it did have an over reliance on obviously the Warners and Pinky and the Brain. Uh, well, they're the know. most
2: popular ones.
1: They are. That's true. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I don't know. What did you guys think about this this opening segment, Nathan? What did you think about it? Um, I thought they were making uh, another
4: reference to our th- fan theory that the Warners are Time Lords because <laughs> the most repetitive, <laughs> formulaic, rebooted franchise is Doctor Who, obviously. That, is- that relies oh, yeah. on just a handful of tired characters and you just recast the characters. It's so easy. So, therefore... That would be what Brain <laughs> was talking about. And then by Pinky then showing the Animaniacs, or then concluding that, yes, the Animaniacs are indeed Time Lords. And it, it confirms the theory, Doctor Who. There you yes. go. That so was my thought. So so, you,
1: gonna, so in, in actuality, they were actually referring to Doctor Who and not yes, Animaniacs. Yes, they weren't okay. talking
4: about it. They were talking about Doctor Who and then showing the Animaniacs. And that shows us, yes, are time lord so
1: ah you that know that's my thoughts on... they have so much doctor who like on pluto tv they have 24 7 doctor who playing and it's like classic doctor who i've tried mm-hmm. to watch some of those old episodes and i know that there's fans that love those corny old episodes they are rough to get through it's yeah it's the
4: there's yeah. no money it was they I had mean, no money just... they had
1: like <laughs> And that way it's kind of fun to watch Because it's so B-movie kind of Stuff going on but uh, Mm -hmm. Boy oh boy I mean Uh, it's even less than a B-movie because the B-movie has
4: Some budget right like this is gonna have This is a television show that they have to like Right So they're gonna reuse the props from the last episode and You know like
1: whatever they (laughs) can Exactly let's go to this Let's go to another planet okay though this planet uh, Has castles (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh just, just like England. How weird. Okay, well, uh, yeah, never mind about okay. that. <laughs>
4: kind of looks like Earth. I don't know. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh, a galaxy is full of British people. <laughs> they all have the accent to everything, too. It's great. Yeah.
4: This one just looks like a movie studio... St- <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I don't feel as bad now. They weren't talking about the Animaniacs at all. They weren't yeah. talking about Doctor Who. Okay, haha. Take that, Doctor Who. Um, Boom, I don't know. Burned. What did you now, Kelly? You you didn't really see much to this, I guess. But do, did you see anything in this <laughs> the first part that you liked?
2: Well, I I was multitasking, so I was playing Emoji Blitz on yes. my phone while I was watching it. Um, I I thought the song was kind of cute. Um,
1: Rob does do a very good job of singing his pinky. In yeah, this. yeah.
2: I that's that's kind of what I took from it. I I thought that was cute.
1: All right. I thought of James Bonding. When I
4: was watching it. I was like, "Oh yeah, James Bonding is a thing." Never watched or listened to an
1: episode of that, but the podcast James Bonding, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, right. Maurice Lamarche was in an episode, so there you go. You have to yeah. go back and listen to that one at least. Jane, oh,
2: I um, I forgot, but Maurice is going to be a dragon con, so oh, hey. um, I did put in a request to interview him. Um, I, I I've done it before, but I don't. Again, I don't know if he'll be doing interviews or anything so
4: yeah you can't
1: we could just talk to him about a book or something i don't know has he you could just go you <laughs> what, can just you go up to his table and just say hey i'm kelly from the cast and just say hi <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah I, I can yeah. do that i slip him five him bucks table, though, though just think, say hey thanks for not, <laughs> I'm
2: not gonna do that um but if y'all have any questions um youtube not does the audience because you know they will no, because they won't hear it before then. So you can exactly. take this out. But but if y'all have anything you want me to ask him. Ask um... him if he,
4: if he remembers us and if he likes us. <laughs> yeah. okay. Do you like me?
1: Hi, <laughs> I'm, I'm Maurice. Okay. If he doesn't remember us, I feel really bad. No, he would
2: not. <laughs> I'm uh, sure he remembers I, us. I he's have been his on personal email.
1: Times. I could bother him. And, you
2: know, there
4: but you go. still, yeah, it would be nice
1: <laughs> to ask. I just want to know if he remembers us. <laughs> do you remember sure us, really us and do you like us? That's their two questions. Nathan wanted
4: to ask.
2: I learned long ago: don't ask questions that you might not like the answer to. Oh no! So. no. <laughs> I
1: want to know. Oh no! Uh, by the way, uh, Futurama with Maurice LaMarche, great season so far. Really loving it, mm. and uh, he he does a fantastic job. He really does. Anyway,
2: that's a reboot, right?
1: No, it's just a continuation. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, uh, it's a reboot in the sense that it's back up again, but it's
4: oh, not like they, stop, a,
2: they stopped it for a long time or a while. Or yeah, like a, yeah, like I went a on years. hiatus,
4: or, uh, I went on hiatus three times or something. Yes. You know, oh. <laughs> but this last one was like a long hiatus. But where... I was just watching
1: the episode last night, uh, and I was like, man, this show is just like it didn't skip a beat. It just is oh. right mm-hmm. where it needed to be before, and I just love it. It's just so so funny. It's um, had
4: some really good season finales, though, too. Or series yeah, finales. Yeah, no are, I know, where they're, be no like, they're like, oh, that is a perfect series finale. Yes. They don't need to do any more episodes ever again. That's fine. And then,
1: like, oh. Huh. Unlike like, some yeah. shows I might watch that have series finales that make me upset. And we'll get to that later in today's episode. Well, let's go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> <Working> <laughs> series finales. All right. Speaking of bad season f- finales. Okay. Uh, Well, then we get into our... uh theme song and everything, and of course it gets to the variable verse of 90s Video gamey. 90s Video gamey. 90s Video gamey shows kind of like a uh, I don't know, kind of looks like, like the Super Ralph? Nintendo. Yeah, Ralph yeah. and Wacko. And that did make me think, oh yeah, we need to review the Animaniacs video games at some point. Yeah, I mean, we it's haven't a thing. You
4: gotta, like, gotta play it or something. It do. A there's, time a, to... there's
1: been a few games, and I just need to kind of figure out the best way to do that. You know, do we just do we do live streams do we post i, I don't know maybe people out there uh-huh. have some good ideas do you have some good ideas how should we review the yeah the thing should we just play it and then tell tell you all what do we I, like the, I I think? Don't, i don't know i
2: don't own any video game consoles
1: see and that's the other thing
2: I was like none. The
1: how,
4: how's kelly <laughs> gonna be able to talk on this thing
2: i mean i think i, I have I,
4: a I, snes mini that has a game on it i think yeah, but how we get yeah, you Well,
2: have, I, I do have a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo somewhere in my storage unit, but really, um, so
1: we can all play this NES version somewhere. I don't have a super Nintendo I see, we got this is our problem. We gotta figure out the problem. We gotta figure out this thing. How we, we gotta figure out it. the problem before we, we can even figure out the, out the, pro- the solution. <laughs> see, this so many different problems. so many different things. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> but we will uh, maybe do that at some point. There's also, of course, the GameCube slash PlayStation game as well, which I did play and I like. So there's 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 stuff out there to talk about that's classic Animaniacs, essentially. That uh, we'll have to get to somehow. Once we figure out how to do it, once mm-hmm. we figure out the problem, then we can figure out the solution. Because we haven't quite even <laughs> figured out what the problem is. Well, let's go ahead and get it's to us. It. It, you are the problem. <laughs> All right. It's me.
2: I'm the problem. It's me.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Taylor Swift? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go to get to Aliens Resurrected. And Aliens Resurrected was written by Lucas Crandalls and Timothy Nash. It was directed by Brett Varon, And um, I got to mention this because I thought the animation on this was kind of looked different and weird uh it's animation is by digital emation and giant ant and uh i thought there were some really cool moments in it uh with the animation all right well nathan why don't you tell us what happens here in aliens resurrected
4: all right well uh so the uh Yako and dot are like asleep i guess and they uh wake up and they find that yakko has been up all night uh he's actually been up till since tuesday and it's like sunday or something i don't know and he's he's got strings all over the water tower and he uh apparently thinks that aliens are real um yeah i mean come on there's never been an alien in uh an animaniacs episode (laughs) except for one episode one time yeah just (laughs) forgetting all the other (laughs) (laughs) but uh When Yako had to sing about uh, the way uh, about everything on Earth or something, he tells everything about humanity or something. So he's saying about everything. Um, Well, these aliens are back. They're all purple. They got big eyes. They got a bunch of eyes. Um, And they're going to take over Earth and destroy it because humanity is nasty. Very nasty. Based on your informative song, the council has determined all the inhabitants of Earth are nasty. Very nasty. That's right. But uh, to stop them, Yakko is going to sing another little song about why uh, humanity, about humanity's wins or something. The sum of humanity's wins. And he goes through with with the help of Dot and Wacko. They talk about uh, different uh, cultural victories that we've had in the arts and in uh, science. All these uh, different victories that have made things that are uh, good for humanity and why we should not be destroyed.
2: Confucius, the Buddha, and
3: Abraham Lincoln, Plato and Sun Tzu—they got people thinking. Austin Ishali, those three Bronte sisters, Kurzawa, Casablanca, and don't forget Twister, Elvis and
0: Freddie, Adele when she sings. These are a few of humanity's wins.
4: The aliens don't seem impressed. One of them has something in his eye, or he's um, you know thinking about a dead dog, or he's got allergies Aww. from his his old dog that he was allergic to, or. So, you were crying, but about your
3: pet. No, it's just that I was allergic to my sweet Dusty and just being reminded of... So, your eyes got watery
0: at the memory of an allergy.
3: No, I... Give it up, pal.
4: Something, or, you know what, it turns out he's just, he's just sad because, you know, Twister was a good movie, after all. (laughs) Yeah, so they decide to not destroy the Earth. But, if, uh, if they find out that people are being nasty, then they're gonna come back and that's why the warner's like oh they're gonna be back unless we stop doing bad things so maybe the warners won't do any more bad episodes and then they will never be back
1: (laughs) yeah they won't be back sorry (laughs) as soon as i saw that i was like they'll be back and i was like no they won't (laughs) i don't think so
3: we're definitely gonna see them again aren't we yep
2: yep
1: Let's go ahead and talk about the cultural references. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, it's mm. every every verse is a is a different cultural reference. There's a lot yeah. of cool historic figures that are brought up. The wiki brings up Ruth Bader Ginsburg and David Bowie, but that aren't even mentioned in the song. All right, so let's look at the Let's look at this. We got uh, Frida Kahlo. We got a bunch of different animator, not animators, artists, but they do mention animation as well as a, mm-hmm. a great thing. And then they mentioned some great thinkers, uh, Petra, the Taj, uh, the Three Gorges Dam. See, I never even heard about this stuff. I think that's what I should point out. Stuff I don't know what it's talking about. Three Gorges Dam, never heard of it. Large Hadron Collider? I don't know. Oh, the Hadron Collider. Oh, yeah. I should rephrase that. (laughs) Reading? Never heard of it. (laughs) The Three (laughs) Gorges Dam is a a hydroelectric gravity dam that spans
4: in uh, China.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, They did mention, uh, Dot mentions uh, some female authors, the Bronte sisters, uh, Jane Austen, and uh, Mary Shelley. Uh, And... Gosh, there's just... There's a lot. There's Elvis and Freddie Mercury. It, it just goes on and on. I mean, it's, there's a lot of great stuff. But it, the aliens, of course, try to mention the, the bad things. But it... You know, they can counteract most of them. The only thing was... Uh, in fact, they just basically say, give humans a chance. Give us all a chance. The only thing that was a little confusing at the end of this was why they were out of breath to me at the end. There, <sighs> I'm like... It really didn't seem that fast-paced of a song, and they didn't really seem to be moving around, whereas uh, we, I th- it was, even though I didn't really like A Brief History of History, because which this song is basically a, a follow-up or a sequel to, mm-hmm. um, A Brief History of History is a much faster, a- almost yeah. more upbeat song. <laughs> even though this is a more positive message, it seems like the other one has a, a tempo that's a little, I don't know, a little better. Um, but I actually—that's—that's uh, that's, that's about all the, the references I could think of. Uh, I was—I was—you uh, know—a little confused, like when Nate was pointing out they've never seen any aliens before, and I immediately thought when they said aliens, I immediately thought of Yoda from Space Probe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was me thinking too, Yoda. Me too. I, I, I well, just... I
2: always think—I always think of Yoda, but <laughs> yes. you know, that specific Yoda, yeah, <laughs> from that yeah. episode.
1: That's such a funny episode. And it's just like, that's what I think Animaniacs and Aliens, that's what I go to. Not these things that it's uh, uh, the gentleman who does the voice. He's the guy who does that, you know, the epic movie trailer voice guy, I believe. What's this guy's name? He's uh, he's uh, uh, John Bailey. Very nice guy. But i not a big fan of... Him doing both voices of the aliens because I don't think he has enough variation in his voice, honestly, for for the two of them. I mean, I guess that's kind of the point, that they're aliens and they sound the same. But I'd like them to sound a little bit, a little bit different or a little sillier. What are some things in this? Because I already mentioned a lot of stuff that was mentioned. But what are some things that you might have liked? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you.
2: Well, you already mentioned it, but I, I really thought it was funny when when the one alien was asking the other, like, "So you're you're reacting like that because you have a, you're allergic to the memory of your dog?" Or basically, basically <laughs> that whole conversation was kind of funny because he he just kept bluffing his way through it, and the guy was like, "Wait, but no." So now you're saying this. I mean, he was really just getting it at the real issue. I mean, he just wasn't buying any of it. Yeah. It was funny.
1: <laughs> Nathan, what do
4: you think? Um, I liked when they're trying to figure out if it was a good thing or not, whether they're going to be uh, taken into the ship because, you know, they're going to be uh, tortured or whatever. But it's also going to be VIP, and that's good.
0: <laughs> uh,
4: trying to figure out... Uh, and they're going to get partial anesthetics. Uh, yes. Or you know, so... Um, and then it was fun seeing uh, Meatball Man. I guess apparently uh, Ralph likes to wear costume. Because he used to be rich? was uh, that the beginning of this season? Yep. <laughs> Seems like rich forever. For half an episode, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I guess Scratch and Sniff was in this, right? And, and yeah, Nora never woke up.
1: I guess, Nora slept so the entire time. They did not have to pay her a dime <laughs> in this yeah, last episode. Like,
4: um,
1: well Animator, uh, and
4: that's
1: yeah i don't i never really thought of a brief history of history portrayed humans in such a negative light but i guess it kind of does i mean it really does focus on you know even though it talks about the uh the whole history of like the big bang and then but it does talk a lot about how humans have messed up a lot of stuff um uh, i don't know it's it, it's kind of an interesting i think uh maybe commentary on how the reboot itself was kind of uh, perhaps a little snarkier and meaner than it necessarily could have been. Whereas the original series may have been a little bit more optimistic and positive and more of their songs where, where you didn't get a bad impression of the subjects that were being discussed. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to really say more about this. Cartoon. Other than I honestly, for the first time, I don't. Re- I did not remember these aliens. I was just like dot.
3: <laughs> I'm drawing blanks. I got nothing.
1: It was so forgettable. Those aliens are I, like. I know I saw them, but did I just see them in the trailer? Like, where did I see these aliens before? Um mm-hmm. I did not like a brief history of history. I remember the song that Yakko sang it. I remember you know all that, but I don't remember the context of why they weren't he was really it.
4: necessary for that episode. Yeah, it's just like they. They're very, they're very. Limited in that because it's like they're to introduce the song and then the song's done, like, all right, bye,
1: right. Um, So for Wacko to be like aliens and like they're real and they crashed here, and I'm like, they did what happened? I don't remember any of this. What happened? And so, really, when they were,
4: I I was getting confused at the pinky in the brain of it because I think in that same episode, there was they also met like Lauren lapkus which was an alien or whatever, you know, like,
1: and then there was also that other reboot episode where they dealt with that alien with the that looked like an elephant seal thing Mm. in the in the woods kind of yeah or something? yeah it was just so, kind of so they've seen yeah. aliens and of course and of course they saw and had a huge interaction for a long time uh with them on that uh but on yoda yeah with yoda with space probed i so yeah i you know, i had i had issues with this Oh, the animation cool. was fun again, or at least Yeah, but the kind of animation one. did look cool. The animation <laughs> yeah. did look cool. I did like both like, the... Okay, cool. Both the Warners, kind of the, the way they were stylized and the move their facial expressions looked cool. Mm-hmm. Yakko had a really good uh, moment in this one that really, I think, worked.
3: About this whole end-of-the-world thing you're planning, any chance you could uh, not?
1: Uh, but overall, it just kind of was like, meh. At the end of it, like, okay, next. <laughs> yeah, I want to be more
4: educated. I'm always like, want to learn more from things. This mentioning things is I'm like, oh, yeah, but tell me what that is.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I love the stylistic yeah. look of the Warners and all the people that they were talking about. Um, is definitely the highlight. Mm-hmm. But the song itself wasn't even... I can't remember the tune yeah. even. Yeah,
4: I mean, it's it was to uh, These are a few of my favorite things. Favorite things, things to, in yeah. a sense... I mean they they kept saying these are a few of humanity's yeah, wins. wins so it's it's that that part of that definitely was an homage yeah which I think they did that better in the other um what was that episode that they already did
1: the hills are alive the, the sound I'm- of warners yeah, is that what the... Yeah. <laughs> well, they also did it in The Hills Are Alive with Big Rocks and Boulders.
2: <laughs> yeah, With and... igneous rocks. Sedimentary <laughs> too. Yeah, see? That's all good. And that's just, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I've, I've yeah, seen they, that sometimes. I go around the house. <laughs> I love that little the, segment.
4: They did the song When I Am Afraid. That was the...
1: The other version of yes, favorite things, right? And and that was, of course, in the sound of Warners. Uh, yes, right there. Paul Rugg is a huge Sound of Music fan, so he he uh, he likes he likes his uh, uh, Gilbert and Sullivan, and he likes the sound of music. So there you are. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move on to Joe.
3: So Peggy, how's Joe doing? Hi, mom. Hey, listen, can you bring home the leftovers from the party tonight? Sure, sweetie.
1: Joe was a story by Katie Rice. It was teleplayed by James Butler, directed by Katie Rice. And it's a pretty simple plot right here. It's a bunch of uh, Australian animals. And uh, there's a kangaroo and a platypus and, I don't know, some other ones. <laughs> and you could hear this other... this. Uh, kind of voice in the distance or something and the mom kangaroo ducks her head under the table and uh, pops her head into essentially her her son's room her son is looks older than she is and is playing video games and is like asks her for you know i don't know what food or something like that uh she goes all right i'll be right there and she pokes her head back up it turns out that her her pouch has taken up the is basically just the table. It's they're just basically putting a tablecloth on top of her pouch. It's so full, and he, she just says he's a late bloomer, and that's the end of that wonderful sketch. And I had to do this because that's a Joey. Yeah, that's what I had to talk about this one because I was represented. Uh, what did you guys think about this uh, Australian short, uh, Kelly? Um, let's start. Let's start with Kelly. What do you think, Kelly? Okay.
2: Um, I don't, okay. I don't know. It was, okay, it let's it was to so Nathan. short. It was so short. <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't get much from it I, either way.
4: All right. Nathan, what did you think? I'm just very kind of proud of you for finally coming out as a baby kangaroo. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they feel represented. I try to
1: keep it low key.
4: Um, I thought there might've been a reference to Indiana Jones.
2: Oh, Wait, with the Dr. Jones.
4: Yeah. <laughs> At the
2: very beginning, they say Doctor. I guess some one of the kids is going to be a doctor, so they're like, "Oh, so Doctor Jones." Doctor Jones. Um, yeah. Okay.
4: It could be. You yeah. cheat, Doctor Jones. Yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> I was like, "Oh." Um. Yeah. I, I, that was the um. um what is platypus? I think is what that one was, um, and I was like, "Oh, maybe uh platypuses are called Jones or something." I'm like, no, they're called pugglies.
1: Well, ah. I just learned something. All right, cool. Are you I serious? Really like.
4: Yeah, I think they're called Bugly. and I'm like, oh. that's funny. Um, and both koalas and kangaroos both have joeys.
1: Joeys, yeah. Basically, if it's a mar, most marsupials, I think, are called babies are but called joeys. I think
4: I'm not quite sure what the other animal is there. It looks kind of like a a bat or a mouse or something. It's maybe it's like a mole rat or
1: something. I don't know. It's mm. kind of a weird. I didn't look um, close enough to him. All I know is a bunch of animals like, around a table. Like Joe, that's my name. Joey, oh, oh I, uh, <laughs> drop out everything
4: else. Like, <laughs> I don't even care that one of like all these successful kids. Yep, are having, no Nope. Um, I Harry. Uh,
1: well, I thought Doctor Jones. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this cartoon was. Uh, it was very short. It almost felt like I was just reading a Sunday comic strip. It was a very simple punchline, and it wasn't much to it. It was just kind of felt like, yeah, I could see this this is just something I would read in the Sunday comics and have the same about reaction to it, where I just go, hmm. <laughs> Nod mm-hmm. my head, smile, and move on. And there we go. Yeah, the
2: only Sunday comics that ever made me laugh was Foxtrot. And Calvin that was Hobbes for me. I love
1: mostly and because
2: uh Jason, I think is his name, he's a big geek. And so he yeah. like I cut out from the newspaper strips from Foxtrot where he's talking about young Indiana Jones.
1: (laughs) That's right. I remember you posted that one recently about how upset he was that the show was canceled or something like that.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that's from my scrapbook. (laughs)
1: Yep, yep. And, yeah. They don't make comics like they used to. But then again, I don't read comics like I used to. So maybe Uh they do. Farside, that was for me. Farside and Calvin and Hobbes. Just give me those. that, That stuff was, I used to buy every Calvin and Hobbes book I could find. Uh, all right. Well,
4: well I, I should say it's yes. called a puggle. Puggle. Oh, puggle. That's still puggle.
1: And it's so cute. It is so cute. All right. <laughs> well, let's move on to the sticking teacups. <laughs> the sticking. The Stickening was written by uh, Eric Branscombe and Jess Lacker, and it was directed by Brett Baron and Kelly. Go ahead, tell us what happens in the, stick- the Stickening, otherwise known as Teacups.
2: There's teacups. Okay. Um. So they're at an amusement park, and um. Dot. See, these spinning teacups. You know, if, if you go to Disney, it's the Mad Tea Party, which I am absolutely obsessed with. I mean, like I, I collect stuff related to the Mad Tea Party, so I am obsessed. Dot wants to go on that and they don't, which that's my life. I Maybe people will go on it once with me generally, but like the one time I wrote it 12 times in one day, I have at least half of those were all by myself, but that's fine because I don't ride roller coasters. So that's what I do is I spin in the teacups. So um, they didn't want to go, and so they were going to split up. But Wacko, I mean, he, he's his usual self, and he's thinking, thinking about his stomach, and he gets, like, this huge lollipop, and then he gets stuck to Dot's head. And, and it's a huge lollipop, and they can't get it off.
0: No fair! Yeah,
2: more of a carnival. Your lollipop is stuck on my head! Your head is stuck on my lollipop! And then it, it just, it's so sticky, like everything else uh, gets stuck to it. And then eventually Yakko and Wacko get get stuck. And, um, but Dot is, is focused. Uh, she she is a person, character of, of singular focus and, and drive. And she wants to ride the teacups, uh, which I, I relate. I relate so hard to that. And um, so she just like wraps it all up with tape. And you know, kind of puts everybody and all the things in one little secure little package on her head. One for the teacups, please.
4: Excuse me, I'm not great at talking to girls, but should I tell you that there's an entire lollipop stuck in your hair, and a woman, and some garbage, and a pigeon, and two maybe are they
2: dogs? And then um, she gets on the teacups, and and that is me on the ride, like we and just spin and spin and spin, <laughs> and um she she's just having the time of her life and then while she's spinning stuff even more stuff uh gets stuck to the lollipop and then eventually it's spinning so fast that there's a tornado and you get sort of a wizard of oz homage with things kind of like floating around outside, outside um in in the the tour in the midst of the tornado and um but then the tornado gets so strong, and then everything else nearby is sucked into it. And we we hear the song about the whippoorwill, and then we see a clown. When
3: the whippoorwill, whip, whippers in the wind, Off the wind can't whip her back. Oh, nice and chubby baby.
2: The lollipop-turned-tornado, basically, is now a black hole, and it sucks up everything. Um, The Warners, the studios, Burbank, all the the characters. You see, um, oh, uh, Starbucks and Mindy. Cindy. 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 (laughs) There's Mindy and
1: Buttons. (laughs) Starbucks and Cindy. Yes.
2: Um, They get sucked up, and uh, then... At the whole universe is is sucked into this big black hole. And um, then Dot says, uh, Talk about going out with a big bang, huh? She's lost like the fur or whatever on her head. Hair.
1: the flower still stayed on. So that was good. At least she had her flower still. <laughs> Uh, but there we are there's our there's our stickening right there Uh, there's obviously some references to the teacups the teacups yes Mr. Skullhead's shown in it so that was oh that's
2: right he was like at the ticket counter or something
1: yeah just like as a fortune teller machine so he's just kind of there and I I, I guess I I did not oh wait no Mr. Scratch and Sniff Dr. Mr. Scratch and Sniff please he's a doctor Dr. Scratch and Sniff is seen in his bathtub again uh, I guess, it, which for me, yeah, it's just a carryover from the previous segment. The, there's a lot of other stuff you see from the the you know the other ones. You get the you get to see the gnome again. You, obviously, you mentioned Starbucks and Cindy, and um, that's pretty much it. Uh, what did you uh, guys think of this, uh, Nathan? Let's start with you. Ah, uh, they had another reference to Meatball Man. Another. I saw. I know it's a lot of Meatball Man's one in this. Yeah, one. Like, this is a big stuff.
4: Um. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I like... It reminds me of Disneyland, because there's a log bloom ride. Right? <laughs> um, I wanted to say that uh, I don't know... It's not really recycling to eat old gum. It's more reusing. Um, it's a difference, because if you were to recycle, they would be turning it into something else, and you're just using it at the same thing as you were before.
0: Ah! A day at the amusement park. The
3: rides, the pr- the gum stuck to various surfaces. You know you can get that fresh. It is fresh. What's more relevant than recycling?
4: The, I felt bad for the bird. I guess we'll never see that bird again because it
1: died. Yeah, I, um, I thought that was kind of a little far to show like, okay, it looked like it died. And then I thought, well, maybe it's just, just an exhausted, disgusting pigeon. And then, no, they actually showed that. No, it actually, that spirit is up. It, it's
4: dead now. But I mean, I guess like everyone died, right? Because uh, we'll get the, into it. <laughs> I mean, like with the whole sucking into the thing. That's true. Like, uh, going yeah. out with a a big bang, I would say, is more like going out with a big suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, because there was uh, no what there was no big bang at the end, it wasn't? No, it did bang. It, it bangs as well. Yeah, um, sucked it in um, and banged it out. <laughs> i wanted to see yeah so yeah
4: apparently there's there's a comic book of meatball man that i'm just like the guy
1: was reading the
4: so i was like so even
1: beyond that meat mount that the the running gag of meatball man in the reboot is something that the the folks working on the show really like that (laughs) uh so i'm glad they like that uh Let's see. Uh, Kelly, anything else you noticed in this one? Obviously, the teacups. You like that. Anything else you noticed you liked?
2: No, I just noticed the teacups. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will say that the, this uh, segment did have the segment in the episode that did make me laugh, which was just the uh, <laughs> wacko saying he loves to throw up on the flume ride. It's like that was mm-hmm. funny. Just the build up to that was hilarious or humorous.
4: In, in the oh, in the animator's office. Here's some extra things. There's a Supergirl, and the Marvin the Martian, and the uh, what's the the one Lord of the Rings thing that's a TV show on HBO over oh, the Sword Throne. This is dragons. What? This is a dragon show that was on HBO.
0: Game, oh, of, thrones? Game of
4: Thrones. Yeah, the Game of Thrones is a Game of Thrones poster. <laughs> you know, it's like sword Lord of the Rings, throne. It's like Wow, you know, the Thrones and things. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so there you go That was the animator from that one episode All right. I don't know, I feel like they're just kind of trying to throw They're like, oh, this is going to be our last episode So we should throw in I, As many characters as possible
1: Right, and I, I know it was nice to see the clown But I really, obviously That was a big disappointment from us Finding out that Paul was going to be On the The episode when he posted that That video, and I was just thinking Oh man, I can't wait to see another a segment featuring Mr. Director and the Warners together—that'll be so funny. And he, Paul, just got to sing one verse of. Well, he got—I guess—I guess it's the whole song now that I think about it. <laughs> it's a short song, but it's a great song. By the way, it's the wind can't whipper whipper back, not can whipper back. Uh, this is something that we just learned at WonderCon when they passed out the sheet music to everybody. Um, that people were like, I was, I was surprised. I was like, wait, it's not the wind can whip her back; it's the wind can't whip her back. Huh? There, yeah. You learn something. The you learned. more you know. The more you know. But even in the in the captioning for this episode, it said the wind can whip her back. I'm like, oh, they got to redo it. But what I really wish that they redid was they didn't. They just gave him singing credit on this one, and they couldn't, even though they just put down so many people for voicing characters, even for just a quick line of like you know, as Ralph I don't think Ralph says anything other than or something like that in this episode they give Frank Welker credit as voicing Ralph. It's like, Paul I I don't understand why they couldn't just give him proper credit Um, I actually remember talking on Twitter to Gabe Zwar about it and he responded that it really wasn't a big deal. He was only in there for a little bit of time and brushed it off like that. And I don't know. I just think it's a little.
4: Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people that are in it for a very little amount of time and that are credited. Yeah. And like for... when, when Starbucks is making noises and things like that, you know, it's like, oh, uh, you know, they're just making little noises. We don't need to credit Danny Jacobs. to. And it's like, no. So, like, Danny Jacobs is credited in this episode for his... said that once maybe when he's getting sucked into the thing like yep he
1: yeah we go i don't know it's just it's weird Um, and yeah and it just seems it just seems wrong to me it just doesn't seem it just just seems to me like you gotta put paul in especially as a fan of the show like that was a big moment but for someone like gabe Zwar, who was not a fan of the show growing up um It was. It felt like we'll we'll tack this on for the people, and well, Paul's not really involved in the show that much, so let's just put him in as a singer, kind of thing. Now, whether that was intentional or not, I don't know. I doubt it, but it just kind of felt that way.
4: Yeah, I mean, maybe you get paid more as a singer anyway, so maybe it's just like I don't. I I don't know
1: what the things are. Yeah, I'm sure that has something to do with it as well that's for the warner brother lawyers to worry about not me and obviously they're not worried at all about it so let's go ahead and move to here we go we did a thing we started a thing slappy in 2020 remember that hashtag we started a little years ago before the reboot even came out well we finally got it in 2023 ah. slappies Slappy's return Way Trying to retire in peace Slappy's Return was written by James Butler Lucas Crandall's and Timothy Nash And it was directed by Adriel Garcia And this it's, Hey, it's outside Slappy's house There's a bunch of people saying We want Slappy, we want Slappy And Slappy is asleep Skippy may or may not be in the house someplace Sleeping, but we don't know In fact, is, she comes out of the house And she tells everyone to shut up and she's, she's retired. Why can't they see that? And she's you know gets upset at them for sending her all those letters. Who sends letters anymore these days? And then she says her big joke, which is, I always thought you were crazy, but now I know you're just plain nuts. And that makes everybody say, oh, she still got it. And they laugh more. And then she says, for the love of Pete Puma, which honestly, I think that was funnier to me than anything that she said with that. Uh, and that's it. She clo- sh- shuts the door. And, um, yeah, this was a last-minute edition. Uh, according to Gabe War, this was a last-minute edition. And you could kind of tell because I think they did... This is what the, the, uh, the reboot did. They finally did the impossible. They made Slappy Squirrel unfunny. So... <coughs> they said it couldn't be done but they did it no that was mean but for me true uh what did you guys think about this slappy the squirrel segment that we waited for for so long uh kelly let's start with
2: you i i did not laugh um it was cool to see slappy again but i mean it was just uh um i don't know i mean it it, uh, I had already thought like the episode had ended, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, with the big bang after the teacup yeah. thing. So I was kind of surprised that the episode kept going because I thought that was it. And so then, um, and then when I saw Sappy, I was like, oh, I forgot that she was supposed to be in this. And, um, but it was just, it was like kind of a message to the fans, like, you wanted her here, take her, you know, yeah. like it wasn't, um, yeah. I, I just I just didn't find it all that funny.
1: Yeah, it really did kind of feel like the writer saying, Fine, shut up. <laughs> here. You like like look she's retired, that's why she wasn't here. It's like, no, she wasn't there because you guys didn't think Slappy Scrolls that funny to begin with. And you underestimated the popularity Woodstock Witch Talk
2: Slappy is the funniest thing ever.
1: Uh, it's and Slappy as a character, her and Skippy were I mean To me, it's not.
2: Bumby's mom is hysterical. I I think I like the ones with Skippy better. I mean, Mm -hmm. not all of them have Skippy, but man, Bumby's mom. What's that? Sloppy Slap. (laughs) They're so funny. (laughs) They're so funny.
1: There's like, there's, uh, to me, there's like basically three pillars, three main pillars of Animaniacs. You got the Warners, you got Pinky the Brain, you got Sloppy and Skippy, right? And then, of course, you have the other fun stuff like Good Feathers and Mindy Buttons and. Maybe even the hip hippos for a, a moment or two, but or maybe I would I'd probably put like the good idea bad ideas or something like that as a a nice little support okay. as well. There's so many different things that made like the classic Animaniacs so much fun, but Skippy and Slappy were definitely one of those things. And to finally finally see Slappy as a way of saying, "We just stop it already." Fine, I was in the episode like it, it kind of felt like.
2: Quit your bitching. Yeah.
1: And I was like, like, okay, no, that's not funny. Thanks, Mm -hmm. but no thanks. I could have done without this Slappy, honestly. As much as it was nice to finally see Slappy, I I would rather have seen, not seen her at all.
2: That's why I always tell people, because, you know, like, I I follow this Facebook group about Sequest. You know, I loved Sequest when it first came out, like the first season. Yeah. And then it kind of went downhill. But, But I loved it. And it was a Spielberg executive produced show. But um, people keep talking about, oh, we want Sequest back. And, you know, of course, Rory Scheider's gone. Jonathan Brandis is gone. Um, They retooled the show. So it wasn't even resembling its first season. And it's like, yeah, be be careful what you wish for. Like, you think you want it, but do you really want it? Because it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be. I mean, it's like, you know, we've talked before ad nauseum about star wars and the sequels and you know so many people got so excited when they announced the new disney trilogy but then they hated it because it wasn't as good as the prequels which the original fans didn't like the prequels you know they waited 20 years and it's like yeah we don't like it and um so it kind of depends on where you are and when the movies hit you and and things like that because so, you know sometimes things have a greater impact maybe if you're watching it as an adult or if you're watching it as a kid, but it's not going to be the same vice versa. I mean, well, you can't go backwards in time, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes when you watch something, when you're a kid, it's just not going to hit the same when you're an adult.
1: Yeah. So
2: and you- even if it is good or even if it is funny and, um and well done, I mean, sometimes it's just not going to hit the same.
1: Yeah. It kind of, well, it feels like, you know, if you ask a band, if, you're, if, if even if a band has the same instruments, uh, you know they have a guitar and they have the drums and everything like that, and the the lead singer is the same, maybe even or something like that. Um, if you ask the band to play a classic hit that you're they're used to, they could try to play it, but it's not going to sound as good. It kind of felt like what was going on right here. It's like, well, you got Cherry Stoner to do the thing. But if you don't have the right people behind the um, the the writing of it, it's not going to feel the same. And this didn't feel the same to me at all. Uh, it did it did feel like tacked on. And I really kind of felt like as nice as it was, again, to see Slappy. I mean, I liked her appearance more in the cameos <laughs> that we got of her uh, than in this even. Because at least she wasn't yelling at me <laughs> for how dare I <laughs> ask her to come back. Um, well, you felt attacked. I don't know. I know. Oh, Nathan, what did you
4: think? Um, I, I don't know. I liked it. I thought I was happy to see uh, Slappy Squirrel back, you know, um, she wearing dentures. She still looks great. She still sounds great. <laughs> um, I liked her little quip about who writes letters these days. I'm wondering if people actually did write letters and I hope they did. and sh- sh- they're Overwhelmed by letters in that <laughs> in their office. And I'm like, yeah, see, this is what the people want. And that made me happy, and that's why. I, so I thought I was like, okay, okay there you go. Sure. And to bring back Sherry Stoner there, I was happy to see that. So, um, you know, I would, I guess, I would want a longer episode. In an ideal world, have Skippy there. Have you know? But it's like you know, I'll take what I can get. And I think it was an improvement to the episode segment, or you know, this the to this episode. I yeah, think at, at a whole as a whole, having, yeah. I think yeah. having slappy made this episode
1: better is my thought, so well, there we go. That was our slappy um wish we got more, but then again, maybe I don't wish we got more. I'll just did. we'll <laughs> never know uh let's go ahead. This is it.
2: This is it.
1: Let's go ahead and talk about. Everyday safety, giant Adirondack chair.
4: Safety, you can live without it, but not for very long.
2: Oh my goodness! I thought th- that was the last segment for some. I mean, I watched, I watched the Adirondack chair, but as we're ta- like, I, this episode had so many segments. Like, I keep thinking Lots we're at the end. Segments.
1: Lots of segments, really. Awesome.
4: Lots but of it's, also,
2: it's, more. it's also like 10 o'clock my time, so I'm like, let's wrap this up. But
1: <laughs> We're almost there. Any,
2: anyway, but yeah, I forgot about the Adirondack <laughs> segment.
1: We're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, Everyday Safety was written by Kathleen Chen, Brian Polk, and Wellesley Wilde. and was directed by Brett Varon, uh, Nathan, what happens here? Basically, I don't think you need to go through every single step <laughs> of this. <laughs> I'm going to go through every single oh, step.
4: Oh, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is an, a continuation of the everyday safety cartoon, which we've we've seen that one before at some point. Um, uh, that was the fifteenth episode of season two, or something like that. Uh, so Yak and Wacko dot find themselves on a giant Adirondack chair, and these are the things you need: you need a saw, a sunblock, a map, a guitar, a best-selling business book, a gallon of hair growth formula. And basically, you want to put this uh, sunblock on the chair, so then you slip off the thing, and then the hawks will try to chase you. So you cut, use the saw to make a conference table, and then you have a conference with the hawks that are trying to eat you uh, by singing them a song first, and then you use the book from the best-selling author to uh, win the argument of the hawks, and then they decide to be uh, your slaves or something. And then they're gonna you take the map and circle your location, send it out, and then billionaires come. With lots of money, you put on some hair growth formula. you grow long hair, everyone gets caught in the hair, so that the uh, millionaire with a candy store brings his candy helicopter to save everyone, um, and then the hair falls out, everyone falls off, except the Warners, but Wacko then eats the helicopter, because it's made of a candy cane, and they crash, and an asteroid kills them all.
1: The end. Wow. I think, yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah, that is pretty much everything. I guess the main thing is that they say, like, oh, we're not going to die. I know we're going to die. And they have a callback. I think the biggest reference, I think, is a callback to the first few lines of the reboot, which is there's a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of pressure riding on our first lines. And in this, they say there's a lot of pressure. And, oh, like this, and bloom, they're dead. The end. Um Obviously, when this episode first hit, that was it was a much bigger story than I think a lot of the outrage of people going, they did what now? Um, obviously, this is kind of like, I think, what the people, uh, Gabe Soir, Wellesley Wild, and everybody else, perhaps wanted to do was make this a cliffhanger so that they could mm-hmm. get renewed. And surely this would get the people... Uh, so you know, upset, and they go oh, well. They can't cancel the show. We need it back now to see that the Warners are alive, and that didn't happen. That didn't happen for I think it backfired perhaps, and it may be made people more upset at the creators of the show than anything. Of how could they have done that instead of please Hulu bring them back so we could see what happens so that they survive. I, I will say when I was in Des Moines, I was in no, it was in WonderCon. This so it was in March when this had come out and I was hearing Tom talking to Paul about this particular moment. He's like, Hey Paul, do you hear what happens? They're all dead. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, and they're just like, what? It just, it was a shocking kind of ending. Like, that's what you do. So I decided just now to look at like the, the original, how you wrap up a series, even if you think like, well, you know, we'd love to do more, but episode 99 of the original Animaniacs here. You started with Newsreel of the Stars, and then you had an extended theme song. Again, you start with Newsreel of the Stars. You have that extended theme song to kind of really give as much as you can. You get to see the the birds on the wire where you show the good like feathers.
4: It was, it was kind of like they're running out of shots, so they're just like, we've got to use the extended one, use Newsreel, because yeah. we only have...
1: But but at the same time, it kind of (laughs) meant we felt like, you know what, one last time. You know what I mean? There was a sense of finality to it. Birds on a Wire, which was probably kind of sitting around, uh, had a Mm -hmm. nice – it was a cute, like, we're we're wrapping things up. We're saying goodbye. It had a a sweetness to it. And then we had the scoring session – which may yeah. not be the best Animaniacs cartoon, but you got to see all of the cast playing different parts and, mm-hmm. and kind of pinpointing, like, oh, there's, you know, Hello Nurse, there's, you know, Slappy playing instruments and so on. Every single character was featured in some way. And then, of course, it wraps up with a, a set. This is just a celebration of the show with the Animaniacs suite uh, composed by Richard Stone and uh, just uh, just a wonderful piece of music just showing all the things celebrating the whole series and then in the credits saying we'd like to thank everybody What a, what is the exact quote a special thank you to all those who have contributed to the success of animaniacs and of course just wait until episode 100 just wait and wait and wait <laughs> got nothing <laughs> none of that kind of but that was like it, it you kind of felt like a uh a, a melancholy feeling at the end of like, oh, this show is ending, and I and and we we would continue on with like Wacko's Wish and, and yeah, Wacko's like Wish is
4: kind of like an episode one hundred ish,
1: right? Kind of thing. Exactly, and yeah. the, and of course the thought the thought was, I think if Wacko's Wish was a little bit more popular, it probably would have done additional spin off movies and stuff like that. Whereas mm-hmm. this is like, look, you either give us what we want or they're de- like we're throwing we're everything away. We're burning Gabe's, this place to the ground. <laughs> Gabe Squar does say in some
4: tweets that like the Warners did survive. So if there are listeners that are worried, the Warners are okay, according to Gabe Squar. <laughs> they're fine.
1: They're so, fine. They're fine. Um, it just I mean, look bad. It, it just but, uh, it's just upsetting when I see and this is and this show is not the only show that has done this, you know. And but these kind of cliffhanger things is a way to try to like I remember the ending of Alf had a very si- similar ending with I was Alf. just
2: thinking about that. God, it was
1: the most upsetting ending because I knew Alf was going to be ending, right? But obviously the people, who, and I think NBC announced it had been canceled and the writers were though, were very much doing kind of this protest ending where they're going to like have Alf be uh, abducted by the F- the uh, CIA or something like that at the very end. And it's a very cliffhanger ending and you think, oh no, What's going to happen to Alf? And then you never, well, the show never came back. Now it did come back with like a, I think a TV movie, and you got to see Alf like in escape Area from, Fifty. Yeah, escape yeah. from Area Fifty One, which was a humorous thing. But that took like five or ten years, I think, before they got to that. So, look, it, I get I was it. Thinking, wh- but the, the dinosaurs, the dinosaurs, I think, oh, oh, is okay.
4: horrible. Yeah. Why? Yeah.
1: Like, here's the thing. The best ending, if they were going to end this episode on a, like, have everybody sucked up and have Dot say, talk about going out with a bang. And have well, that be like, your...
2: like I said, that's where I thought it was going to end yeah. originally. Um, and then I was like, no, there's still like 10 more minutes left. In and, and
1: and instead, they just keep going. And then I, I understand the, the way to like, you know, have the rhyming stanza of, well, we started the reboot with this line. Let's end it with this line. But that's how you're ending it that's how you're choosing to essentially no it, it's so it makes me so disappointed
4: yeah what would the perfect ending line be for you joey this was all it'd
1: be... a bad dream and be good night everybody and then <laughs> good night everybody uh yeah. no. I Okay, love you. Bye bye. I like goodbye yeah. nurse. They all uh, like it's a. They go <laughs> whoop, 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 and then their classic Warners have had a nightmare and they wake up and they go. Oh my gosh, I just had a bad dream and it's the hand. And then the clown's animation. right next to them and then and they, they scream, go oh, and then, and then, yeah and, and then, then they the credits and then they play da 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 and, no, and then you had the water tower attack, and then the water too. tower uh, gag ending, and yeah, it's it's just it's just this. Look, I know that I come off on this show as mean. These are my opinions. These are just our opinions. And if you love this, the reboot series and everything like that, I'm glad. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. take that away. From, none of us want to take anything away from anybody who really enjoyed things about the series. It's just that this, and especially even the last few seconds of this, go back to my biggest criticism of this series as a whole, is that it's just mean-spirited. It just feels... I don't have fun with it like I used to. Like the original series, it's silly and goofy, and yeah, it's kind of stupid from time to time, but you know what? It's kind of like watching real kids run around. You kind of go. well, those are stupid. I didn't think those kids were that funny, but boy, oh, boy, they were having fun running around the room for a while, weren't they? That's kind of amusing. And whereas this, it's like, boy, they're all just sarcastic little critters, and now everything's dead. <laughs> so there. Good night. <laughs> and that's the that's the note they they leave this reboot on. I was not a fan. I it made me made me very disappointed and. But not shocked. I kind of felt like, yeah, that seems par for the course for these writers that this is how they decided they were gonna end their uh, reign of error. Oh no. <laughs>
2: you are mean. <laughs>
1: I'm being mean today. <laughs> um, but the thing is I'm I'm just so I'm just so I'm so sad that this show was and I I try to be as, as nice as I can with it, but I just I, I Darn it, I really wish that it was I just wanted it to be funnier than it was, and I'm very upset that the way, the way they decided to end it and just be just be nice at the end. <laughs> uh, and when you're not nice, it makes me angry and then I get mean. <laughs> uh, but I don't know what did you guys think? Is there anything that like I need some I need some positive things about this uh, last segment. Is there anything in it that I that I should have liked in this one that uh, that you liked? Uh, there was a character that kind of looked like Weird Al Yankovic. I thought
4: I don't think it was supposed to be, but he <laughs> oh, I didn't, like one of the, I didn't one of the millionaires had curly millionaire hair. And, guys, yeah, looking a, for
1: Elon Musk. Sure.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot of like the 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 being silent to the Hawks. Uh, I kind of like that scene. You know, yeah, where the Hawks are just like uh, I guess we'll sign. Uh, give a give your life away to like. His name is also. is his name also Joe? Was I forgot what his name was, um, Jared or something? I don't mm-hmm. know. Justin, I think That's sounds Justin right. the Hawk. Um, so we, he has a, he has a name, and they, they're like, all right, uh, I like that. I thought that was cute, and um, I, I I wonder if the tacked on part was the whole uh, asteroid thing because that seemed like very much out of this episode, like. It seemed like almost a separate episode. So it might have been when they found out that the, episode, the show was going to ca- be canceled. They wrote that whole asteroid thing. So they might have had a different ending in mind. Yeah. For the, you know,
1: um, it's possible. You know what would have been nice? Um, you, if you just gave the Bernsteins and said, hey, can you, the Bernsteins, can you do, like, an Animaniacs Suite 2 or something like that? Just kind of going over, like, the highlights of what made this reboot cool. You know, and just, yeah. like, highlight the moments and the gags and stuff that were, it, it, that were I have something fun. I liked. Okay, go yeah. ahead, Kelly.
2: So, I like the title card for the everything safety thing um, because it gives off that whole 80s vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's straight from, um, like, a Trapper Keeper or Saved by the Bell episode or something. And it just so nostalgic. And I love the colors. It's fun cool yeah i,
4: I like I the little
1: cutaways they do each time too <laughs> of the daughter yeah I, I did like the line with wacko saying uh can you but can you live without safety will not long or something like that um something along those lines
2: mm-hmm. i like that how was Dot worse. was like sitting underneath the, the, the open the scissors, scissors. <laughs> like, yeah
1: so again there's little moments in this that make me, but it's all it's it's covered up by the massive explosion at the end that's, you you you, you traumatize me at the end. I'm gonna just talk nothing about that. Nothing yeah, else about like, that trauma. Like you don't remember
4: much. I was like, oh, this was in that episode because I was like, oh yeah, I remember an asteroid happens. I was like, what else happens in that
1: episode? And, it's like, yeah, if your friends got killed by a car, you wouldn't be talking about all oh, the great things that happened earlier in the well, day. And then they went to the grocery store <laughs> earlier in that day, though. Like okay, the grocery store was great. Like, oh, but oh, then okay. they got hit by a car. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna talk. It's like I'm gonna focus on the bad part. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I'm going to, we're just going to wrap our thoughts and give our, uh, water tower rating and stuff, but I think I should just quickly, as quickly as possible, just kind of get some uh, thoughts from our readers because, uh, you know, they might have some thoughts of this uh, thing that we didn't think about. So I'm going to go to the cartoon gamer. He's one of our patrons and says, uh, so the ending of the final episode was a bit of a letdown. They just kind of die, I guess. <laughs> but without <laughs> writing a whole essay on it, I quite enjoyed the reboot. Yeah, there were some aspects I wasn't gelling with it, but there was a few opportunities that were missed or squandered. But when they got things right, it was a blast to watch. Uh, hearing the returning actors coming back, they got to sing a bunch of new songs. And it was great on its own. For instance, I only wish it could have gone on for a few more seasons because I'm sure they would have been able to do more with it. Uh, honestly, I don't think WB understands what they have on their hands. Animaniacs isn't even slightly close to as being milked as it should be for a thirty-year-old IP, and I agree. I will also say that uh, the cartoon gamer made me think of another thing: is that my initial thought of the 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 this reboot was that well, at least they're going to go back and they're going to look at like the the original series and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And while that may have been the case for some people, I don't think it necessarily did anything to help the Animaniacs franchise as a whole. Because even though the people who are listening to this episode right now are fans who probably listened to or watched every episode all the way through each one, I will say this was quite with certainty. You are not among the majority of fans of the Animaniacs. At least not that I have run into talking at cons and things like that. Um, we are the one percent yeah i know you i guess you should be honored that you got you know you're you you did it but at the same time it's like i most people that i talk to and even some you know in person and, and sometimes online say I, you know even people who who left reviews for what did you think about this is that most people say well i kind of i got through like the first season and then like the second and then kind of started the third and you know i'll come back to it um that's that doesn't help the the franchise as a whole, so if in that's the case then I don't know if this reboot really helped the the series as a whole that's just me uh let's go ahead and move to uh let's see this this is final reboot thoughts and this is from a slappy squirrel <laughs> gmail account, which I won't give out the exact one because uh I don't know. What, I don't want people to spam them. But it says, personally, the last hurrah for Slappy was the best part of the reboot. Seeing her one last time was great, even if, in my opinion, it was lackluster. What do you expect from Daily Dose of Slappy? Oh, that's what this would count is from. Daily Dose of Slappy is comment about the Warner Sibs? Nah. That's actually a very good Twitter account uh, or an Instagram, Daily Dose of Slappy Squirrel. Because uh, sometimes you do need your Daily Dose of Slappy. This one right here says, rest in peace, Warners, you will be missed. Uh, It says, the reboot was a sting. It could have been better. I honestly missed the good idea, bad idea spiel. Personally, best of the series was the righteous little verse about something worse than a nurse and hello, hearse. Uh, I quote that. I don't remember that at all. (laughs) Uh, But it says, you will be missed. Uh, Rest in peace, Warner Brothers and Warner sister named Dot. A fitting end, is it not? Question mark. I would say not. Uh, Jeffrey says, while the final episode started off good, I think everyday safety giant iron rocked out chair was not the perfect weight in the reboot. In my opinion, the sticking or stickening... What was it called? The Stickening or The Sticking? I don't know. It should have been The Stickening. stickening. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. I thought I was saying it wrong all this time. The Stickening Mm -hmm. should have been the final segment. It had cameos from Pinky the Brain and the reboot characters, another reference to Twister, and even had a short but enjoyable cameo from Mr. Clown. Plus, it ended with Dot saying, talk about going out with a big bang. The final shot. The entire universe gets sucked in, but I thought... But I guess who thought killing off the Warners with, with an asteroid was a perfect way to end the reboot to a beloved 90s reboot, uh, 90s animated series, which, spoiler alert, it's not. <laughs>
4: um,
1: but I don't it, think it does Google seem
4: like that they could have ended it with Slappy. Like, the, the way it was just ending it there would have also worked. You know like... what would have
1: been really great is if they put Slappy after the like the tower. It's just like almost like a, a post-credit scene. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. That would have been cool. Like it's like almost a, like to rewatch it. Like most people would have yeah. just like nah, I never saw it. And people say, "Did you see Slappy?" And then they'd have to go back and watch it. Watch mm. the episode again. Yeah. yeah.
4: So they just had Mystery Mouse, Aliens Resurrected, Joe, and then the Stickening. And then you watch the credits
1: stay all the way through because there's a little bonus look. Oh, that would have been nice. I wouldn't like that so much more. Yeah, that would have been awesome. And it was oh, still man. in the same Slappy segment, but I would have been happier. Like ah, I like, oh my <laughs> gosh, they like doing they did it. it. They're doing it. <laughs> And then
4: it kind of sets up for like another season, and we're like, "Oh, maybe if they did another season, maybe Slabby would
1: be in it." We gotta and get- I think that's the thing you you create the demand for it yeah. by doing that, not just saying, like you were saying, Nathan, burning the place down. <laughs> yeah. if we if we can't have him back, nobody can have him back. Uh, it just doesn't feel right. Uh well, I think there's just a uh, let's say I think that's pretty much it from our uh, there's you know some additional folks on Twitter and Facebook and stuff that if you're and feel free to leave comments there. We can have conversations on those social media platforms as needed. Um but yeah, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. <laughs> Well, out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode, the last episode that we know of, of the of the Animaniacs reboot? Uh, Kelly, why don't we start with you?
2: Uh, I'm going to give it four because of the spinning teacups and how much Dot loves them. And I, I relate to that And because <laughs> I felt like I was watching myself in the cartoon. And it was good seeing the clown and the Whippoorwill song. I liked it. Um, so, and like I said, it was nice and slappy, although I I think one of the, the listeners said it it was lackluster, but it was good to see her and hear Sherry stoner again. Um, so, I mean, there was just so much in this episode, so there was a lot to like, I guess. And then there was a lot that maybe we didn't like so much, but, but I really liked the teacup stuff. And I, I really think we, they should have just ended with that that episode i mean i'm sorry that segment like, yeah. like everybody's been mm-hmm. saying but no it was just fun and i i like the animation of it it was just it, it made me want to go back to disney and i i was only there like a month ago <laughs> so
1: all right well nathan what do you think
4: um i'm gonna give it a three i think i'm gonna say three that's what i wrote originally um it's yeah, I, I appreciated seeing Slappy and Mister Clown. These are the things that I knew were going to be in the episode, but it's still nice to see him, uh, anyways. And yeah, I mean, it's um, I do wish there was a better ending, of, you know, to the show. But you know, I'll take it. You know, at least uh, there's no more episodes. <laughs> <So> three, <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, three, three. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, I. I don't think it's any surprise to anybody who's listened this far into the episode. I'm going to go lower than these two. I'm going to go to. What?
2: You always <laughs> go lower than us. You're
1: going to go not to. True. Last week I went higher. That's, that's true. true. Yeah.
2: Mostly yeah. you go
1: lower
4: than. Mostly us. I go. Because you love Christmas, or you tie with us. I'm looking at. That's it's true. Season
1: oh, that true. Yeah. that's uh, Mostly true. It's mostly true. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> not always though uh yeah i mean like for all the reasons it had it had those moments but it just was yeah it it it, it was at times uh disappointing and at other times aggravating so a two for me and again overall most importantly i had one moment where i laughed and i wish i laughed more and i just didn't i just felt sad when i was done with this sad and confused which is not a, a feelings that you want to have after a, a, any episode of Animaniacs, I think. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, where can people find you online? Oh, Joey, I'm on Twitter. I
4: mean X. I mean, uh, I don't know, uh, Django FT. That's where I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. What about you?
2: I'm also on Twitter X, uh, Yoda Princess, Y O D A P R N C S S.
1: All right, Twitter X, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, podcast players, all that jazz. We're on a lot of it. Check it out, folks. Follow us wherever you like. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you'd like. And uh, hey, head on over to Retrozap.com. We're a proud member of Retrozap's podcast community, and there's lots of stuff on Retrozap every single day. We had a little bit of a problem recently with RetroZap's... Uh, uh, the site went down. Oh, I got so many people so yeah, upset with me. I was so confused about that, too. I was going to ask him, like, do we have a website? Still? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it, but it's back up. It's back running and stronger and better than ever, so don't you worry, folks. i will take you right over to the RetroZap archives right there. All of our episodes. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying...
3: Hi everybody, Uh, it's me Paul Rugg and uh, happy Labor Day weekend Uh, outside, the people are mowing the cicadas are buzzing and uh, I just wanted to pose a theoretical question for you maybe uh, you've always wanted to make it to a con to meet me and Tom Ruger and maybe get something signed, maybe you can't get to a con, maybe there's no gas maybe you're not allowed into a con that's possible, maybe the weather's bad there's a lot of theoretical reasons why you couldn't make it to a con, maybe you don't like people i i can certainly sympathize but my point is is that a week from today saturday uh september 9th tom rug and i are going to be signing live on streamily uh so there's a link down below click the link and sign up if you want to do that sort of thing Uh, if you don't don't click the link